here's another installment of Grimerica goes to the Paradigm Symposium 2014 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Enjoy and thanks for listening. All right, we're back at Paradigm Symposium 2014 on the last day in the vendor room with uh, Chase Kletzky in the Grimerica show. Welcome, Chase. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I love you guys. You know that. Oh, I have yeah, no shame showing it either. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so you were t- talking yesterday about these uh, skulls. And yes. uh, it was about the elongated skulls, right? Yes, the and... elongated skulls of Peru and Bolivia. Nice. I was nice. playing with one of them. The, <laughs> the cast of it, I guess. That's the cast of the original one. And you found that? Yeah, uh, the baby was waiting for us. Um, we found many, many of them in the necropolis and, and some of the areas we were in, but we didn't actually take any ourselves at the time. Huh. So you went through your presentation and then uh, you, you kind of, you know, you got cut short a little bit, right? Well, I don't know if I got cut short or I, I didn't. I don't mean it in a bad it was way. Time management. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got yeah. so caught up in wanting everyone to really feel the the intimacy that we had you know, with the people, it yeah, wasn't just yeah. a, a tour where we're yeah, hitting all yeah. the big sites yeah. that I outlined all the back data and never got to the ahas and the evidence, which is what everybody wanted to hear. So well, tell, I guess I left us, a cliffhanger. Yeah. And you can tell us in Gramerica. Absolutely. Um, basically, these skulls are, you know, they're they're very mysterious. But a lot of the claims that we found out there as we were invited to come down and do was a scientific and professional investigation. And, you know, a lot of the things that were claimed, such as them being extra large and cranial volume, uh, the two little holes in the back of the head, uh, missing sutures, uh, parietal plates, all this kind of stuff, was all part of a theory that these weren't quite human skulls. Right, okay. Yeah. And you found out that that was not true? Well, we're we're just out of the gate, guys. But yeah, what yeah, we yeah, did yeah. find is that, you know, there's so much work that needs to be done. Right. Yes, they're anomalous, and when you look at them, they they look ridiculous. I they look like they belong on, you know, a different type of species because yeah. they're very large. And what we found through, you know, some of our testing is they're very the cranial capacity and the size of these skulls, even though elongated, and uh, were completely within normal ranges. Did you find any really, really little ones like uh, Greer has? No, and I want one of those so bad. You don't even know. But um, you know, we're always uh, we're always on investigations, and when you know we get these claims, it, it takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of testing, retesting, uh, going over your data, crunching the numbers professionally. I'm an investigator, so I collect data, I collect evidence. And I put together admissibility, and then I pass it on to scientists and say, like, what do I have? Right, right. Right now, I just received an email this morning from MIT, and I have one yesterday from a a lab in South Carolina that just tested some metals for us of an alleged UFO landing that left some sledge um, molten metal behind. And, you know, so it's great that I have all this fancy data now, but I'm not a metallurgist. I have no idea what they're telling me. I could tell you the guy at MIT was like, oh my gosh, Chase, what did you send us? Because I don't use UFO people. Well, I that's, don't no, use... no, 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 yeah. Did you tell the MIT people what it was? No. So they're going to send the people to I, your I house? Never, to... 
No, and I never do because I need an unbiased. You know, yeah. I, I, I love the people that, you know, will do UFO photos and photo analysis. But if they're in the UFO community, there's a bias one way or another. Right. If you have somebody that says, well, this picture's not true, you know, there, there's a lot of heat, as you guys have seen on Facebook or, you know, in social media. Yeah. Or if they do validate the photo, you get the quote marks, of course they did. But but you just dropped a gem here, right? You you just told yeah. told us about an email you got from Absolutely. MIT. They don't know what the what you gave them, and you yeah. gave them some alleged uh, a medal from an alleged sighting or from a landing Ohio. landing from Ohio. From Ohio. And uh, and they came back and said, "Wow, what the, what what the hell did you guys send us?" Yes, and then I have a, a second lab in South Carolina that I opened up, and we have independent testing. MIT doesn't know South Carolina right, has right, it, right. vice versa. Yeah, um, I don't call and say, "Hey guys, I'm a UFO investigator and just found this metal." I just say, "Hey, I have some metal. My name's Chase Kleski. Can I send it to you? Let me know what I, what you find." Mm -hmm. That's how we have to do it. We have to bring. The level of admissibility and unbiased and and keep our cases clean and our investigations absolutely up to a burden of proof that the the public understands i don't care so much about science review whatever guys but when the public doesn't believe you or the public doesn't think you have enough evidence you need to go back and re-examine your work yeah um, then what's the point really absolutely so what else did he say in his email? I'm, I'm just uh, flabbergasted I, I, by this whole thing. I know, I mean, and um, I'm actually asked Micah to announce or, or to, to ask people if there's a metallurgist or somebody that knows metals here to help me decipher some of the information that he sent me. I've got, I think, nine forms waiting for me to uh, open and look at. But what I loved was his, oh, my gosh, Chase, what did you send us? Like I can, uh, I can pull up a periodic table of elements if that'll help. Uh, yeah, I could do that as well. But uh, you know, Graham is an expert on pretty well everything. <laughs> Who is Graham? Especially, especially geography. <laughs> I'll tell He's you kidding. what. I'll tell you what. If this does turn out and the metallurgist comes out, I promise you guys the first scoop. Oh, that's I yeah, absolutely that'd will. Be that would be nice. Well, because you know you hear these. Uh, these claims of people, and, and now I'm trying to think of who I did. And they sent, they sent uh, metal to a place, and the, it gets lost. It legitimately gets lost. And you're like, why would you even send metal in the mail if you think it's from a UFO? Like, why wouldn't you like hand deliver it somewhere? Like, so you know, hopefully you've got backups and and all this kind of stuff. So it's nice to hear of a of a, a test that was done, and you've got the response, and yeah. at least like. You we know, had the same thing far. happen in New Mexico. I was with Jaime Musan and Paula Harris out in the deserts of New Mexico near the White Sands Missile Base. Yeah. And we had picked up alleged UFO evidence there as well. And I sent it, when I sent it to one of the people we were asked to have examined this metal, you know, I sent it as a birthday package. I mean, there's little, you know, hats and candles and happy birthday all over it because it was a private residence and he was going to take it to his university for us. But, you know, it just depends on where you're going to send it, you know, how you want to package certain information. And I never send everything I have. I always have a right. backup. Right, okay, good. Keep a piece. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. You shouldn't have said that because <laughs> now they know. <laughs> well, I think, you know, our methodologies are kind of fun because, you know, if we're at an event zone and we find physical evidence, I guarantee you I've got one in one direction, another sampling going in another direction. One may go in a car with me, but I guarantee you close to that site somewhere, if possible, if it wouldn't degrade any evidence, kind of hidden some there too. So, so this is fascinating because what do you, what do you think if you got, if you got some, uh, 
MIT and another lab. Um, certified lab. Certified lab corroborating uh, this metal that says this this doesn't look like it was, or let's say, let's forget that even, that it's not made on, uh, I don't Earth? even know how they would say it. Like, well, let's, say, let's say there was a metal that we didn't know or a metal composition that we've never made. Um, what would... What would you do with that information, and then what would the science, the mainstream scientific community, do to do with that? Or like, you know, are you going to try and get to the point where you've got a smoking gun for somebody to say like, this is indisputable uh, evidence of something strange? Or well, I think just presenting anomalous metal with a credible witness, a credible eyewitness account that a UFO was there first is just a first step, and to give scientific, unbiased, absolutely, people are going to be like, holy crap, you know, this was done right. And that's our first step. The second step would be in an isotope situation because anomalous composites of iron and, you know, nickel and all these, uh, chromium and, you know, all these things kind of put together. If something new comes up, I can guarantee the first thing somebody's going to want to do with that is examine what kind of properties that composition of metal would hold is it stronger than what we have this is something that can handle space and then the second process would be a patent which is why a lot of our evidence does go away because if if they disappear you know somebody tested them and the next thing you know patents are coming out left and right i need some transformium <laughs> transformium but the- unobtainium <laughs> the transformium is real did you yeah. see the new Transformers? I have, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Programmable. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that goes back to that hidden patent thing again. Darren and I were talking about that this weekend a little bit. Richard Dolan was mentioning it about the secret patents. Yeah, all you yeah. have to say is national security done. Right. They're closed. You can't. You can't go, and and they're they're scrutinized. So you know any of these patents going in, and you know I'm I'm pretty confident that's why a lot of the aerospace companies have certain qualities however i had a nasa scientist go on go with me on one investigation and he's very interested in his uh a company that he invests in he's very interested in, in the metals because it could uh be a better composition for artificial limbs right, right and some of the research they're going forward with that is there also a scenario that may happen where if they if they steal that uh that sample and patent that composition, then can they not, uh, going forward, anytime that comes up, say, oh, that's already been patented by blah, 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 yeah, and it's it, not abnormal? Absolutely. But that's why we have to go in as independent researchers and get that information and, and make it public as soon as possible. The thing is, is this is, you know, I'm just the investigator, guys. I'm the data collector. I'm the boots on the ground door kicker. It's kind of how I describe myself. But this evidence belongs to the witness and the person who actually experienced the event. I never want to override any, you know, anything that could come his way, including the recognition. I, you know, you see all the time these investigators come up talking about cases they've done, and I wonder, always wonder what happened to the witness. And it's the what, men in black got him. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I will have this analyzed. Of course, the reports I need them analyzed as soon as possible. Um, they are going to be analyzed when I get home. I just don't want to wait. I kind of want to know now because I'm all yeah, excited, yeah, of right? Of course, of course. And if we have a metallurgist somewhere in the crowd that could help and, you know, but all this stuff goes public. I, why would I do this and not give the information to the public? There's a lot of investigators that pee on their bushes 
dude, pee on your bush all you want. Yeah. I don't think it's appropriate. I think it's unnecessary oh, to keep everything so secret. We're going to put this out as soon as possible, but it first goes to the witness, and then I will help him make a decision how to launch this out there so the whole world can see this whole data. So if aerospace company wants to take this composition, guess what? Everybody else in the world that is interested will have that same formula. Ah, that's great. So, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing more about that. And people, if people want to learn about this process, you've got your new book out called Admissible, right? Yes, I do. With me and Richard Dolan. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we talked about that uh, when it first came out. Yes, um, yes. And... Uh, and what else was I going to say about, so you're not also, you don't do radio show anymore, right? You're just doing this pretty much full time? Yeah, I went on hiatus because I gave up something I like doing for something I absolutely love. And, you know, I hated giving it up because it's a way to present what's going on in the field and, and give people a voice out here that are working really, really hard. And so I hated giving it up for that reason. But a live show every week on top of, you know, all these trips I just got back from an investigation in Ohio. I was there for seven days. You know, before that was New Mexico. That was, um, I think it was six days with Jaime and, and Paula. I'm in Oklahoma City for 10 days. I'm in uh, Chicago for five days. It, it's just, it all piles up. And then there's all this work you have to do when you get home. Yeah, yeah. And well, when you come up to Canada and Calgary there, you're going to have to let us know and drop by for a personal update in the studio. Dude, I'm going to expect room and board. <laughs> We could probably work some out. That would be awesome. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks, Chase. Is there anything else you want to say while you're uh, while you're here? Other than you guys have been killing it. I mean, thank you so much for being here and broadcasting because I think, you know, highlighting some of the information that's coming out kind of shares to the public that maybe for whatever reason couldn't make it here. Exactly, you know? yeah. And to give them a little piece is, is just amazing because what's going on here is friggin' awesome, and you guys are a huge part of that. Everyone loves you. Everyone loves Grime America, and I just really want to thank you guys so, so, so much for inviting me. Thanks, for a few Chase. Minutes. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for coming on the yeah. show. We appreciate it. Good Thanks, luck with guys. your investigations. Yeah.